Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Ask Someone Else with yours truly, Property by Kazi, and a special guest each and every week. Whilst we get everybody to join, for those that are listening, um, you know, those that want to listen, we're now available on Amazon Music, or Amazon Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. So if you do miss this or are catching bits of it or have to shoot out, you can always go back and catch it there later. It's also going to be uploaded on the YouTube, Property by Kazi, all one word. So make sure you're following. Um, if you've got any friends that you think could benefit from some property knowledge, make sure you get them in. We're on catch up at the moment because we're on Jamaica time, hence the tan. Do you know I mean, if you're on Spotify, you can't see that right now, but just trust me, I'm glowing, as I said last week. Um, let me add our guest today. So our guest today was actually a legend. She was the first person to ever miss a, um, an episode. But because I know she has such good energy, regardless, I've just invited her in. Um, whilst we are waiting for her to join, oh, she's here. It's fantastic. That's fantastic. Not a legend. You're a legend. You're the first person not to attend. So you're officially a legend. Um, it was a misunderstanding. So, I hear you. I hear you. But don't worry. We're going to get involved. Oh, Daniel Moses. Nice to see you in the building. Black's also nice to see you in the building. A lot of familiar phrases here. So, you know, like I said, if you think, think of anybody else who you'd like to invite or you think of someone who would benefit from today, please get them in. Um, again, we're going to be asking questions around the property space whilst Kelly stays hydrated. That looks like some premium water. Careful, you almost spat that out there. Aqua Casa Vita, if you don't drink this, then I don't know for you. I'm a massive fan that you can't beat Highland Springs, I'll be honest with you. Like, it's the best water. What? It's the best water. Okay. I'll be, I'll be so honest. I'm going to run a poll, actually. But it's, it's genuinely, genuinely the best war. Oh, CEO cast, my guy. How are you doing? Hello. Good, 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 good to see you. Anyway. Have you tried this? Because... Anyway, Eddie, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not listening because you were late last time and didn't attend. So just okay. enjoy your war. Um, fantastic. Anyway, I think today I really wanted to get you on because you're somebody... I think you can tell from from our conversation already that I actually know in real life, as I wouldn't be I wouldn't be this rude to somebody you know that I don't know. Um, I highlighted the topic quite interestingly as pivoting in property because. Sorry, I've got to pause for a second. CEO cast, are you okay? Smart water. Oh no! That's horrible water. How can you say that? Smart water. No, no, no. Do you know what? Just delete my podcast from your channel. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, that's poor. That's, that's that. That's poor from you. Listen, Highland Springs. Thank you, Bree. I know you agreed with me. No, no. Highland Springs all the way. I'm concerned. I'm concerned that people don't know about Aquacaptivita. All I'm gonna say is it's eight point five on the pH level, which is where it's supposed to be. You're drinking some six point something water. I don't know why. Listen, but again, we diversify. So yeah, if you've got any, when you start to learn more about Kelly, um, you can get questions. I'd advise you use the question box just so we can make sure that, um, you know, we do get them directly over to her. So I was saying one of the reasons why I wanted to get Kelly on was because I actually initially met Kelly as a sourcer. So that's how I met her as somebody who was doing sourcing for property deals, but more in particular, rent to rent deals. You can see by her Instagram name, her, Kelly's, her name is Kelly Upstaged. 
because there was staging going on, there was, there was other there was other stuff going on within the property space. I now know Kelly, and Kelly's very, very well known and professional in the space for insurance, be that um, personal protection insurance, um, health insurance, life insurance, etc. She's going to talk more about the importance of that, particularly as being entrepreneurs. Um, but what I think is very interesting about your journey, and you can, I know you're doing a lot more in property as well. I know we just spoke about you having an offer accepted, but the way you've managed to pivot and negotiate in this property space, whilst for a lot of the time still maintaining a nine to five. Yeah. Um, so go on, talk to us about your journey. Um, so yes, obviously I know Kaz, say being a sorcerer at first, I, he came on my radar because I was like, oh, there's a guy here doing rent to rent. He's not really going about teaching people, but he's showing us that it can be done. Obviously you've been super successful in that space. Mm. Um, so I was like, obviously if I'm doing staging, Mm. You want a big job? Who do you contact? Let me go and find the most accessible person who's doing the most. So I was like, "Yeah, this is this is you." Um, mm. Staging happened by accident. I met like a really rich guy who was massive in the property space, and now he owns hotels in like Kings Cross and stuff. And he was like, "I need to dress at Airbnb." Now, obviously, most well, a lot of Airbnbs are on the back of rent to renters and so was his and he was like i need to dress it from top to bottom and i was like oh i, I could do that in my sleep that's how that's how staging was born mm-hmm. uh, then went on to have like links with estate agents and so that made good money quickly and that was kind of my first cash injection i was like do you know what i can do rent to rent i can teach a few people how to rent to rent i can buy properties i can flip them but i don't really speak about that much but on that this one that myself my business partner have a big up um what's that insta she talks finance uk angie um had a really cute offer accepted in stoke on trent and what we're going to do with it is quite it's a little bit out of the ordinary but yeah we're going to share the whole that we're going to share the whole journey um, are you know you're not going to give us the sneak peek you can't just say that and then not um, give us something um it's well no i can't <laughs> i can't it's no, no no so the offer was really cheeky it was 97k so f- uh, four bedroom hmo mm-hmm. um but we're, we're not planning to hold on to it for very long and that's all i can say we're not holding on to it for for any portion of time at all but we just got to get like a six week renovation out of the way obviously we're still it only the offer was only accepted two weeks ago so you know we're in the middle of searches yeah. all of and stuff that takes weeks and then after that boom you lot will know exactly okay so are you planning so when you say you've got a six-week renovation are you yeah. pl- are you trying to get like a key release prior to completion or are yeah. you complete okay no, no i'm trying to get a key release prior to completion it's, and it's looking promising um yeah there's no chain and the, the, the current owner i've never seen someone who wants to get rid of a house so much like basically when i went to view it no it was sold um, yeah, about eight weeks ago, it was well sold subject to contract, and right at the very end, the guy couldn't complete. So obviously, this is where having really good um, relationships with a estate agent comes into its own right because the the girl calls me, she's like, "Hey, Kels, it's it's gone tits up. Like, do you, do you want it?" I was like, "Yeah, let me come and quickly remind myself." When I looked at it, the owner had decided halfway through that, "Yeah, I'm going to renovate this." Like halfway through the. She's she's a, she's a little bit weird. Decided she's going to renovate it, 
started doing some of the works and then it's like one day she just came in and said forget this like the sink was in the front room the pipes were not like she literally had enough so i think getting key yeah. before completion will, it's not gonna be a problem yeah so for those by the way for those that don't know like a key release is effectively when you have a period of access prior to completion so sometimes you even exchange and you can exchange with like a nominal amount not necessarily the full 10 percent exchange you can exchange with maybe 500 pounds or five thousand pounds for example the vendor would then give you access to the property um to do a certain amount of works which would mean depending on what you were doing um, one of the reasons for that is it's less safe, for example, the property wasn't habitable in its current state, but you wanted to buy it on a buy-to-let mortgage. A key release would allow you to effectively use more conventional finance like a buy-to-let yeah. rather than using a bridge to save on you know, your finance costs, which is a good. And I think a lot of the time, you know, it is <clears throat> the, when people talk about like, you know, the benefits of courses or joining networking groups or you know, masterminds and stuff like that. And there are a lot of negatives. A lot of the positives around them are the fact that it gives you insight to not just do everything the most straightforward or basic way from day one. Yeah. You can use creative finance and be, you know, make your money work harder for you effectively. Definitely. And then as well, knowing, having your little power teams, like my broker, my mortgage broker, she said, none. like, she is the baddest, one of the baddest. She can get anything done. So, and you've and you've not shared the details. I've never heard of this broker before. Have you not? Do you see how do you see how you work? Do you see, <laughs> see how you are? We got mortgage broker mummy Katie mm -hmm. um, from Lifestyle uh, Lifetime Mortgages. She is like I'll I'll write it in a second. Like yeah. she's a wizard. She's, yeah, okay. If you're self-employed, especially if you don't have like a conventional job, as in a nine to five, or you're self-employed, or you anything that's what you would not think that you could sort out she can sort it out okay uh, yeah i definitely think people would appreciate if you share those details so when okay. you get a second though I'll, I'll talk and entertain whilst you're doing that um, um alfred it's good to see you in the building shout out alfred you know i can't pronounce your last name so i'm not going to say it however i'm going to thank alfred because he's pretty much always here always supporting always laughing at me but still always here so it's much appreciated alfred thank you um so yeah that's that just put that in there um, so now, one of the other reasons go. why I really wanted to, to get you on, Kelly, is talk to me about what you're kind of, what you're focusing on at the moment, like sort of, because I think that's really important and something that's not spoken about enough in the property space. Okay, so aside from the property being accepted, the offer being accepted and getting ready to go on that, obviously... I'm my... talking insurance, by the way, yeah. Yeah, no, no, yes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, I thought you were going back to that property. <laughs> My day-to-day -day is obviously insurance. Insurance for a lot of people is, is, is far from sexy. It's, it's boring even. Um, but it's, there's two sides. So there's a side where I have my own team. So I'm like recruiting and giving others the opportunity to earn well. Like I'm not going to sit on here and protect. Life is good. Like life is really good. And insurance. Wow. For the most part, no, but... <laughs> hey, listen, so if you, if you need finance, you know where to go now, everyone. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm definitely not an investor or an angel investor yet. <laughs> but what it is, I want people to know that there's different roads to making ample money. Do you know what I mean? It's not... You, people don't think, oh, the insurance sector. But you can step into the insurance space and do extremely well, like, with no previous experience. So 
especially in the like property world i whatever cyrus sorry he's trying to be like me so it's distracting me so when you are an entrepreneur insurance like personal insurance and business insurance is something that it's like it's like people just go from here to way over there without it and it should be it's the safety net so it can if you have the right insurances in place like there's nothing that could financially happen to you or your business that you couldn't handle okay so give me give me like key tech because i am you know i'm sure a lot of people are not fully aware of the type of insurance so give me like the types of insurance and what they are and what their purpose is. Okay, so let's go like you by yourself without the business. Yeah. You obviously have probably a lot of mortgages. You need life insurance for each mortgage. So a lot of people mm -hmm. think that when the bank talks to them about it, it's like, yeah, okay, whatever, that's annoying. However, what maybe people don't know is that if you passed away, God forbid, before any of your mortgages were repaid, the debt doesn't go away. It goes to your next of kin. So if your next of kin is, I don't know, your partner or your, your mom or your dad, they get hit with that bill. So mm -hmm. life insurance to cover each mortgage for each term is, you need that. Especially, and then let's say you do have, a, let's say you're married or you own a property with somebody else. If I pass away before that mortgage is repaid, mm -hmm. Angie's going to need to be, she's going to have to pay the mortgage. So if I pass away, she will get the amount that is left to be paying off the mortgage and she'll be mortgage free. And that's it. Um, so okay. that's, yeah. So um, that's, um, and what's, um, you know, how expensive is that? Like how? It's super cheap. So when you're talking about just life insurance, so no critical, so just remember life insurance is purely if you pass away, this is okay. the, well, that's left getting the money. So let's say you, your mortgage is 350,000, you're a non-smoker, you're 28 and you're of average height and weight that could cost you like 32 pounds okay per like, month per month yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. not, it's nothing that's astronomical obviously there is levels to insurance like mm -hmm. obviously the more you have the more you're going to spend but everyone could get a bit of insurance that they actually needed without damaging their bank mm -hmm. um, after life insurance you've then got critical illness cover unfortunately the majority of us don't just like go to sleep and die at 100 we get sick the, ma the majority of people get sick like it's that's the fact um so if you get a listed critical illness you get this tax-free lump sum so i'm really transparent like i always talk about my business so i've got 100k critical so god forbid tomorrow i have a stroke heart attack whatever one of the listed illnesses like things that people get all the time i'm 100k i want my 100k like, I might want to go on holiday. I might, I might need to, I might need to change my lifestyle. I might need to get, you know, if something serious has happened, I might need to get a disability car or extra help with my, my son. Do you know what I mean? It's just money to give you options, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you can't actually work. Where's your lifestyle still, your life still has to continue. Okay. So that you have like a fixed, so you pay a premium monthly and then you get a fixed amount, like should you know, God forbid you, you get one of these critical illnesses. That's right. So I always tell the story, for instance, my hairdresser um, had stage two breast cancer, which is like, mm -hmm. she's cool, fine. Had keyhole surgery, they removed the lump. Mm -hmm. But she's now 50k up. Now, obviously, it's not, oh, have this, life is great. It's, we're getting sick regardless. And if she didn't have that, whilst the, the, the short time that she wasn't able to work, she would have no income. Do you know what I mean? Rent still has to be paid on the shop. Her children still need to go to school. 
people things still need to happen and um, she's now in a position where she has a house deposit something that probably like quite realistically wouldn't have been an option for her yeah. um, or seriously i've had a client who a uh, stage three lung cancer had to be off work for a year uh, he had uh, five hundred thousand pounds worth of cover quite a rich guy um and he you had to use a hundred thousand of that to have lymphatic drainage massages so it's not fun and games but if he didn't have the money to do that he probably wouldn't have been able to recover as quick but he's good now back to his property portfolio living his very best life so, okay and then so what's the difference then between that and like i don't know like private healthcare or something okay so that's my favorite you know i'm always telling people and giving them shade about private healthcare. <laughs> private healthcare is instead of waiting weeks and weeks and weeks for the nhs to be like oh by the way you see that lump that you said you had in your head oh yeah it's cancer we don't we don't want to wait we just want to oh i'm having headaches you don't really like what the gp's got to say you contact vitality you go private within 48 hours so like in croydon for instance they've got a spire um hospital like no one probably knows it's there it's a private hospital um you'll be seen within 48 hours and you can get every diagnostic so if you needed a hundred blood tests an x-ray the chiropractor an operation that's all under the monthly price you pay mm -hmm. but i've been sick i don't me and nhs have got a really strained relationship so i just go there get my code yeah can i go to my private one please private hospital private entrance so what, what's the problem because you still have to go be is it like referred by the nhs is that right definitely so if it's something in an emergency if i've had a massive god well i did have a massive car accident and you're not stable you'll get rushed in mm -hmm. but with like vitality for instance because you've had to use the nhs and let's say you have to stay they're going to send me cash in a few weeks because they were not able to deal with me because they can't because it's an emergency but as soon as let's say i became stable from whatever i'd had I'd get transferred to my private hospital. So what about COVID. COVID, yeah. If you had private healthcare and you had COVID, once you were stable, if you still needed to be in hospital, you'd be sent to a private hospital. Now it's only because I asked. I know like a lot of stuff is, yeah, we do have everything, but not COVID. That's too new and not our problem. No, so the thing is, COVID is new, but the strain of because you kind of have to learn science when you do insurance, like the strain of the flu that it is has been around before. So a lot of the providers, like Royal London, for instance, when COVID came, if you had to go on a corner, you would still be paid as though you've had a critical illness. So even though COVID itself is the word critical illness, okay. the effects of it are. That's it. You need okay. an emergency fund. So, ha so we've had a couple of questions. Um, one that I wanted to ask you about was... That was, and I don't know if this is a question, it might not be, it maybe. It says, and also I can never read anybody's names, so I'm just going to ask the question. Um, does it have to be life insurance or can it be life assurance? Okay, so that's, it is a really common thing, but it, it's the same thing. Assurance is commonly used as a word in America. Okay. Life assurance and life insurance are exactly the same thing. They're a policy that pay out when you die. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, 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 fair enough. And another person asked, they were asking in regards to your hairdresser and that, the 50K, is mm. it paid in a lump sum or is it paid over, like, in a duration? It's a tax-free lump sum. So from you've had one of the listed illnesses, uh, depending on the provider, 10 or 15 days later, that 
lump sum of money is hitting your account. And it doesn't matter if you're able to go back to work. It doesn't it's attached to nothing. You have a listed illness, you get your payment. That's okay. So we've spoken about life insurance, critical illness cover, and private healthcare. Um, uh, and they're all, for, they're all effectively something that you would need regard, like regardless of limited company or not, you know, the gotcha. sole trader. No matter what the, no matter what, how your business is set up or structured, you individually would need life insurance. If you're a parent, if you um, have loved ones or have people that you're financially responsible for, mm -hmm. life insurance, critical illness covers for everyone because sadly anyone can get critically ill. It also covers your children. It also covers um, like things like ectopic pregnancies, like people have pregnancy compli complications all the time. It covers those as well. So like there's so many things that we just walking around having, not knowing that we can actually be covered for. Um, then income protection. So this is my favorite one. No, 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 no. You said another one was your favorite one already. You can't have no, 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the one I like to shade about. Okay. Protection, what this one is like, how can if you hear about this and you don't take it, I'm concerned for you. So, mm -hmm. income protection is insuring <clears throat> salary or insuring your outgoings. So, yeah. let's I earn 5k, I take home 5k a month, but my outgoings, I need 2,500 pounds to survive. Mm -hmm. I insure myself for 2,500 pounds a month. And that is what I'll be paid until I can return to work. And that's it. And that's just being signed off. So that's like, oh, I've got, I've had people being paid for the last year because they had anxiety over COVID. Mm. So not having, not being sick, they are anxious about COVID and they were working from home. So they have been being paid the amount that they're insured for for the last year because they're anxious. <clears throat> okay, so I'll tell you what insurance covers I have in place. Yeah. So I, I have um, life insurance. Yeah. I have um, but I have life insurance. I don't have life insurance on every mortgage i just have i think i have life in, i don't have life insurance i got life insurance ages ago why don't you have it for each property because that's just like property insurance and to be honest like i'll i'll explain to you why i don't and then you can maybe explain to me why i'm wrong but just so i have life insurance i don't have critical illness cover i yeah. do have private health care i <laughs> don't have what i'm laughing at this Black said anxiety. Ignore him. Ignore him. Please ignore blacks. Um, always ignore blacks. Um, so yeah, so I don't have. You don't have critical. I don't have critical, and I don't have. What was the other one? I don't have them. Now I've got private medical, and I've got life insurance. Yes, yeah, so I just don't have critical illness, and don't I, have. That's the income one. So you don't. I. Knowing you, obviously, without saying too much, I you probably don't need income protection. Because that's what I was thinking. Because obviously, my my portfolio is effectively that's income right. protection. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Not everyone needs income protection once you've mm -hmm. hit certain. Well, once you've hit financial freedom, so when you're no longer exchanging your time for money and your your you know your other money is sustaining you, 
you don't need income. If you have a nine to five, or if you are self-employed but you haven't yet reached financial freedom, then you definitely need income protection. Like it's it's a must. So the only reason why why do you not think that you need life? So does your life insurance cover all of the outstanding mortgages? No, no, definitely not. It was just like a premium. Like I don't even know if it was linked to a specific mortgage. Right? It probably I, was. It probably was. Maybe, I, got it like when you did your first or second they said oh you need life insurance and you was like okay yeah i guess yeah and i think that it just it just kind of depends on your attitude towards a lot of different things um obviously in an ideal world you know you'd, you'd like to leave a load of assets unencumbered um however yeah. i think the way in which i'm currently structuring my life as a whole isn't oh. wait, yeah is it isn't, isn't, isn't to like isn't to leave that like, <laughs> isn't to leave like un unencumbered assets at the moment it's kind of my thing is i'm trying to maximize you know the available capital that i have also a lot of the properties even when they're on buy to let i know that i'm only going to keep them for a short term as well yeah yeah so in kind of okay worst case scenario if, if i pass then you know you just have they would have, like people would have to sell the properties and would just take the remaining you know the remaining equity in them but i yeah. do think it is important um to have a degree of cover in place for for that security is there so is there something you could get for example let's say i don't know there's i'm sure there's people in here that are like portfolio landlords mm -hmm. maybe have five or ten properties yeah do they have to take out individual policies or is there anything more encompassing that could cover a portfolio as a whole no, the reason why we say, like, SCA regulated advisor will say take it out for each one because it's cheaper. Um, let's say how a, let's say, I don't know, you've got a few properties and your portfolio is worth 2.1 million. So you get a large, like, large life policy for 2.1 million. That in itself is expensive. And unless you bought all of them on the same day with the same mortgage in the same term, you've, you're, it's incorrect. So let's say you've got, let's say you've got eight houses, Kaz. None of them, you might have 22 years on one, 11 years mm -hmm. on another, 18. So that's why you have, hey, good evening. That's why you have individual policies because it's cheaper. You can have oh. the house in Sellers is 342K. I've got 11 years on it. The house in Chelsea is 750K. I've got 26 years on it. So it's fixed to the specific term of the mortgage and it's also fixed to the specific type. If you've got, if they're by to let, it will be a level cover, which means mm -hmm. obviously at any point in time, if you passed, the whole money off um but if it's a residential the amount would go down so those ones are so cheap like to get a decrease in life insurance to cover a mortgage is literally it's pounds it's not a lot yeah okay so then if people are interested because if interested in this um where where can they find you and just bear in mind that not everybody be watching it live some people might be listening as a podcast so that's spell out where can they find you if they want to contact you Okay, so um, my name is Kelly Upstaged on Insta, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Um, my telephone number, my work telephone number, people, is on, is, on, is attached to all of those profiles. You can literally hit call me. My email address is there, obviously my work email address is on there, and obviously my DMs are always open. Um, yeah. They're really easy to get hold of, unless because a lot of people are like, you haven't called me back. I will 100% call you back. It's mm -hmm. just, it's, like, life is really, really busy at the moment. There's, okay. like, in here. Oh. 
does income insurance cover redundancy and dismissal from your employer okay so covid ruined that one so before covid there was accident sickness and unemployment but that 13th of march 2020 they all of the policies were shut down so if you had one prior perfect right now that's not available that will come back when covid has disappeared and we've forgotten about it so nothing at the moment if you've been made redundant been sacked or oh no sacked was never covered <laughs> been made redundant no yeah. nothing at the moment okay cool and then you also mentioned um potentially that obviously you've got opportunities within your team like what is it you'd look for somebody you know to work as it's an insurance is a broker is that a yeah. correct, correct term Majory, so an insurance broker um so they actually provide full training sorry people don't call me i'm on a live <laughs> um there's full training given so you become fca regulated which you sit a week's it's an exam but it's an open book exam so you, you go through the course and you can answer the question you then do two smaller tests at the end of that and you come in for sales training like interpersonal skill training and to finish the basically the rest of the fca training so it's nothing that no one could do do you know what i mean as long as you've got a network of people that you can reach out to or a platform or just know how you even in how you interact with people is very it's very doable and it's just there's so much so once you you know come in as that if you then choose to train and do your cmap to obviously be a mortgage advisor it's all under the same house mm-hmm. and it's okay. just because it, i know a lot a lot of people you know sort of are saying look i'm 18 or xyz and they're looking to potentially like pivot in their career path so is it the same contact details if they yeah. want to reach out to you um just drop me saying it's not a policy i'm, I'm maybe like want to have a chat about joining the team or just learning how to become fca regulated learning like what other products we deal with because it's not only like we do insurance but we do um business lending we a lot of the loans that came out covid we were still we were uh, processing those as well but so we just don't push i don't know different platforms i push different stuff mm-hmm. the one here it was just quite the basic insurances and then if you've got linkedin you'll see oh she can facilitate a buy to let mortgage oh, okay i didn't know that so yeah that's over there that's so many questions in here are you gonna are you gonna read them because i'm scared Which question? No, I think that the, the flow, the flow of the conversation is. Um, I think we in the questions. Like, there's a lot of questions as well in the question box. But my Instagram is really playing up at the moment, so it's like mixing questions with something I asked in my story. With like just integrating them all into one list. Oh, so, like if I give you the questions, like one of the questions wants they want to know, um, can I convert my property into separate flats? Um, if I don't want to sell it without planning permission, but that's just a completely random question yeah, from like, a different topic. So we'll be in fair. Answer, but it's not insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. Um, but I think just just away from insurance quickly, um, because you've done like a lot of different things in property. Mm. But I mean, how did you like? Did, was there ever a point where you would? demotivated from changing one one to another or was it you know like yeah, how did course. you find moving so, between sort of different areas when i started staging um mm-hmm. that's the very very beginning i wasn't in 
how do I say this well? I wasn't in a position on paper to, to buy a property mm -hmm. in my own name. Mm -hmm. So make of that what you will. Um, so it, at that time, it was kind of like, am I ever, ever, ever going to get on a property ladder? And I used to think about it every day in my own name, you know, with my own, with my poor credit, with a few other things attached to my name. How am I ever going to do this? And it's good to see, like, it's always really important to not attach yourself, but try and find people that maybe are not too far from myself, like you, who, and you tell everyone, yeah, my credit was on the floor when I got my first house. Mm. Bridget, do you know what I mean? So you do get, you definitely, definitely get demotivated, but... It's just about, you, well, first of all, I believe in my own source a lot. Like, people mm -hmm. need to really believe in their own source. Like, the, my self-belief is crazy. Like, I decide things. Oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that in a few weeks. And it will find its way because I've decided that that's what's happening. So after staging, I went on. So my mum at the time was close with Samuel Leeds. Controversial, not controversial. Depends on how you're feeling. Um, and he was like, oh, you can come to my course. Mm -hmm. You know, his... I don't know they're called property. That, that's funny you mentioned that because I, I recently put out like, oh, who should I have a conversation with? And a few people said, I'll oh, speak to Samuel Leeds. And yeah. then I put, like, I put it up, like I reposted to say, oh yeah, should I have a conversation with Samuel Leeds? And a lot of people, you know, particularly people in the property space, so, you know, people that have done maybe larger scale developments or have their own portfolios, have a bit of a profile, like they, a lot of people are like, oh, you don't want to associate with him. It's, you know, it's going to be really bad for your brand, X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of negative things to say. That being said, like, when I speak to people and I ask them who've actually been on the courses, yeah, a lot of them are strangely enough very, po well, not strangely, but are very positive and say, yeah, I had a great experience. I learned this. I've now got five rent to rents under my belt or X, Y, or Z. Um, so... My thing when people are like, oh, he's going to be bad for your brand or, you know, when he spoke to the young guy, Pokey Bank, shout at him as well. I met him the other day. He was a bit <clears throat> aggressive or a bit over the top with him. Mm. I was like, yeah, but that, that was it. That was a young boy. He's going to be speaking to a man right now. So he's not, <laughs> we're not going to get any of that aggression. And the other side of it is like, I'm always, you know, let me judge somebody from speaking to them because I'm sure there's loads of people that like, I don't know that might have something bad to say about me. That I, don't, that I don't even know. So I think, I think it's an interesting conversation to have. What, yeah. what was your thoughts of, of, of being um, involved in a program like? So the program itself, mm. if you're a complete... So obviously, first of all, there is an upsell, but that's a fact. Like, you're not going to go to any free whole-day webinar, seminar, sorry, where there's not going to be an upsell. So yes, you're going to be told that there's another course for three days that you're going to get handheld and you're going to learn every last, you know, bit of information to now become a property millionaire. Cool. I didn't go on that one, but I had someone very close that did. So I went to the first exciting, show-stopping first one. And if you know um, nothing at all, it's 100% worth doing. It's First of all, it's free. Like, you're going to take in a lot of information there is a lot of you know filler excitement building up the sale but if you know nothing it's definitely worth doing and he genuinely because i know him like aside of that mm. how he started his property career what he says is how he started it he did borrow mm -hmm. some 
his nan, he did get the first house, and that's it. So he is, is he's definitely worth speaking to, and he's young. Like Samuel was, I think, probably, was, yeah. He was, I was at so the, shocked when I realized how old he was. He's young. At the time, I think he was twenty-four, maybe even twenty-three. Mm. Funny because I'm sitting across from where I first met him, Joe. He's young, so like when when you're seeing all the things that he's done and the presence that he has, this is a young person. Like now he's obviously got his, his wife and his three kids, but he was married when I met him, so he's done a lot young. So yeah. he's worth. I don't think it's first of all your brand can't be hurt. You've built what you've built, and you've built it really credibly. So you speaking to him can't hurt anything. Yeah, no, I just think I just feel like I like you know even when we have conversations, like I might think insurance is rubbish and about like and i'll have the conversation i might think it's the best and tell you why i think it's rubbish because i think life is about there's always two sides to everything and having that conversation and then making your own mind up um don't get me wrong there's some people that you hear about them online or from friends you think i never want to meet that person because they sound horrid but like what i haven't heard enough one-sided negative things to be like i wouldn't want to meet him um like you met him, you would like his vibe, he's he's very animated, and he knows a lot. <laughs> you can't deny it. Up and down Northampton, that's his bit. He's got houses on top of houses on top of houses. Like yeah. he... And I think that's the other side of it. There's a lot of people, there is a lot of like, false like gurus on Instagram and on social media, and I think potentially because of his age, you know, it's, it's very easy for the older guys to kind of palm him off and be like, you know, he's, he hasn't done he hasn't done as much as me, and he's got a massive presence, which sometimes can maybe boil down to a degree of maybe a little bit of um, a little bit of jealousy. Well, now, obviously, I know I know there were negative things, and I'm not going to discount those either, like because I want to find out about those because you know there's no smoke without fire. Yeah. However, there's always a balance, and there's always. But it's interesting you mentioned it. It was literally just a conversation. I think I just just actually potentially looking to arrange that. That's definitely that's definitely worth doing. I told you that that's definitely worth doing. Yeah. I went on that. It was actually someone, the guy that I said, the rich, the rich guy that kind of tripped his wing. I met him there, so it was like a. Um, he used to own. Samuel used to run something called Kingdom. It was some networking for like Christians, like property based, and I met this guy there, and he was like, "Oh, you don't know what rent to rent is," and I was like, "No." I didn't even, even though I used to be an estate agent and used to process company lets, I didn't ever think that, that that's what they were doing. You just, you were just doing it like I were. They're just taking the property and, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid and, and it's a quick, it's an easy let. They walk around, just, oh yeah, I'll take that. And you're like, oh, okay. So that was on that side of the fence. I was like, yeah, they work. That's, that's amazing. Obviously, I've never from that side then seen the pitfall because at that time I wasn't doing rent collection. So I didn't know like the grey area with if they're not receiving the money from their tenants, they're not going to pay. Like that bit wasn't ever shown to me then. Yeah. So when I broke down rent to rent was and how I say cheap, but cheap in the grand scheme of if you're trying to buy in London, the money needed to get into one. Yeah. Now for me, that area, that that side of rent to rent was like the no brainer because I started, I actually start like very much like you. I did rent to rent without realizing it was rent to rent. So like I had a fam, like well no, a friend, so like family friend who owned a property in the UK but was based in Nigeria. Agents have been messing around, just, just taking the mick because he wasn't located in the UK. Kind of just saw what they were paying him, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll pay you this. I'll and do that. Kind of just 
yeah, just so just did it. And then, but this was like, this was so early on. This was, even when I talk about starting property eight years ago, this was way before that. Like this was, this was like, I had this from when I was like 19, I think. Okay, um, good accident. I, yeah, but it was like, I, like, it was a happy accident, but I didn't know about HMO licenses. So then it was like, it's like, okay, I've taken a property on and I'm making money. And then I really, like, as I learned, I started to say, I haven't got a license. I, I never got like So then I had to then go and actually get everything sorted out and get the license in place. And then that was like a big expense at the time. But then when you actually think about it, like if, if we say property prices in London, average property price, I think now is about 427,000 or something like that, which means on a buy to let 25% deposit, you run about 105,000, <laughs> 105,000 is your, you know, is your entry requirement, ignoring all of the other costs like stamp duty and legal fees and other stuff. But that's your entry requirement just to get that property in your name. Um, and then to potentially make 600 pounds a month profit after you've paid um, your interest versus potentially getting involved in rent to rent where your startup capital rather than being 105,000 okay. could be 5,000 and you could get that same six, seven, 800 pounds a month. That's what um, my, five, it was 5k because I remember when I was calculated, I was like five grand. That's it. Five grand. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he was like, go and find a house, like go and find a house. And the first one was, was, was to park. Didn't know. I didn't know nearly enough of what I should have known to do it. Definitely didn't have a license. And rent to rent went really well for a long time and then it went really badly. Like if you have a house where the tenants are problematic and then they leave it like void periods and where I didn't have like a of a business structure in place, it's now become in my pocket. So when yeah. I start to pay out of my own pocket, it becomes um yeah, I think that that's the thing with rent to rent now. Like a lot of people ask, like you know, is rent to rent still viable with the competition, with the current market conditions? And it definitely is. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, it's a lot tougher because there's a lot more competition. Hard. It's hard work. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot more competition. There's a lot more scrutiny on it as well. So because people understand it a lot more now, your your contracts, your offering are going to be a lot more scrutinized. But because there's so many people doing it. And there's a lot of people that are not doing it well. Yeah. When you do it well, people notice. Like, yeah. so people notice if you deliver your offers in a very concise um, way. They notice if you know exactly what you're talking about, if your contract, you know, is exactly fit for purpose. You know, and so I think for those who are still thinking, you know, how can I potentially start to build an income structure? Rent to rent is still great, but you need yeah. a plan. Don't just, you can't go into rent to rent. Unfortunately, the way we did very haphazardly, like, oh, let me just get a house and hope it works. You do really actually have to have a plan of how you're going to differentiate yourself from all of these other rent to rent or guaranteed rent providers. Um, I was also thinking now, that with, with doing something like rent to rent, sorry, go on. No, I think now you definitely need branding as well. You can't just jump mm. in. Yeah, I literally went, found a house in Worcester Park that had four bedrooms and was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get this. I didn't know about the tenancy agreement. I did, like, it just, yeah, you can't do that anymore. You, you would fall. They yeah, wouldn't. And it's good, to be fair, for, from a landlord perspective, it's good. So like, you know, I'm sure you'd agree that, you know, you, you would want your asset protected and you want a proper company looking after it. So it is good that it's more regulated. There's more sort of standardization within the market. Um, I think... <sighs> 
Yeah, it's just a case of you really need to make sure you understand the business. Because yeah. one thing about rent to rent is, although it's a business, it's also an investment strategy. Yeah. Because that £5,000, if you want to take on a second property, you need that £5,000 again. Yeah. Or you have to wait and save the money up from your it. income to then go and buy another one, which means you're not going to have income. So you do need to understand why you're getting into rent to rent as well. So particularly if you're looking at rent to rent for an income to supplement potentially employment, maybe you need a little bit more startup capital to be able to, you know, supplement your employment quicker. What's this question? I can't read long question. Um, Even that from Amelia. Yeah, so I was reading the question. Obviously, the question was in regards to effectively moving out and having to rent but saving at the same time. I guess really the, 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 there's a few things. It's like when people ask about how's the, what's the quickest way to save, um, one of the quickest ways to save is to invest. And what I mean by that is rather than just, just trying to cut down your expenses, try and look at how you can use your disposable income to make you money. So yeah. rent to rent, for example, is something like that. Potentially um, investing in, like you said, whether it be as a separate, you know, when they say like side hustle, it could be anything. It could be, you know, paying to do a course that would allow you, for example, to join Kelly and work as part of her team. It could be a course to be a nail tech. It could be all different sorts of things. But if you're saying like, you know, how can you save? Probably one of the best ways I would advise to save is actually to invest in yourself in the short term. Um, to increase your saving potential. Yeah, that's me. And then I always people always say like, how did you cut down? I've I'm not a big fan of yeah budgeting. I understand, but if you can make more, you'll save more quicker. And then if you're talking about like practical things, if you have to, she has to move out. If you have to move out, Amelia, then I would look at shared accommodation. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's something that we all think, oh woohoo, that's great. Let me go live with some people, but. It's way more cost effective. So, like moving to a HMO, for instance, one of Kazan's. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's, that's the other thing with HMOs as well. A good thing about rent to rent is because there's so many more HMOs and shared accommodation, because rental prices in London, you're looking at about £1,100 on average for rent, £1,000 yeah. for council tax, £1,000, I mean, sorry, £100 for council tax, £100 for gas and electric, yep. water £50 in there, you're looking at sort of £1,400 a month. Yeah. So because of that, and if you're saying your average graduate salary from a, you know, nurse, lawyer, uh, police, teacher, etc., are like 25K, they're not realistically affordable. So you're sharing with loads of great professionals, potentially. Um, and because those professionals are now living in shared accommodation, the standards have been upped because there's a lot more competition within the shared accommodation space. So you can find really, really nice properties, mm -hmm. even back to when I was first doing it. I think the one that was on Homes Under the Hammer 2014, that was like a six-bedroom, all-on-suite property, of shared kitchen, communal garden, communal living room. Um, and those standards have been increasing sort of year on year, which is great. I do think um, now potentially, you know, good time to wrap up. But I'd like to speak to Kelly again, so just to remind us, for those who may be coming late, where can they find you? Um, so my Instagram, my Twitter, and my whatever one LinkedIn is all at Kelly Upstaged. Um, on all of those profiles, if you hit the contact me, you'll get my work phone number, my work email, or literally just drop me a DM. I'm kind of always around, ish. Yeah. 
Yeah. Amazing. Um, and lastly, what advice, what one piece of advice would you give to your younger self? Do what you wanted to do quicker. Like, that's what I would tell myself. Stop. I would just uh, if I can just do this, then I'll do this. No, just do what it was you was wanting to do. That's it. Yeah, that's just, what that I try to remember. I heard someone say this phrase and I liked it analysis paralysis. Yeah, when you just get stuck in like overthinking everything and then yeah. don't end up doing anything. <laughs> do, do it, just do it. You'll make mistakes. I made mad mistakes in my rent to rent journey. It's done now. Did I die? No, no, yeah, no, no, very, very, very true. Um, so thank you everyone that's locked in we are back each and every Sunday um, obviously today's a Tuesday but you know Jamaica was calling um, so we are back each and every Sunday 6pm with a different guest we've got um, uh, Moise Youssef I believe next uh, next Sunday he's going to be talking about his journey and what it takes to do flips and BRR deals in London so if you are interested in that make sure you lock in set an alert for that this Sunday at 6pm. Um, we've got the hard hat developers coming up. Um, two women great in their field doing really, you know, quite large scale developments. Ooh, so they're going to be coming on soon. Follow them. Hard hat, hard hat developers. So they're, they're going to be coming soon. Um, and then, yeah, loads, loads more people. So thank you everybody for locking in. So I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.